Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, it's our second hour, everybody, as we continue on all the way till 3 o'clock. Alex Halstead is our guest. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. You can get all of uh, Alex Halstead's information 24-7 Cyclone Alert. Alex, how are you, pal? I'm doing good, just kind of going through this gray week, but struggling uh, along with football which wraps up next saturday yep we'll get into that in just a minute uh we had a uh, a conversation about referee john higgins you've seen him a lot he does a lot of big 12 games uh he's going to work the final four and now he's getting death threats he even had to talk to the police yesterday about all of the uh problems that he's having from kentucky fans uh to me that's just appalling yeah, it's just kind of crazy, and I, I know that fan base is known to be rabid, but that's kind of a a step beyond because, you know, like you said, Higgins is, uh, you know, really well-regarded. He's calling, like you said, the Final Four. I think he's called Final Fours quite a bit over the last several years. I think he's basically always with Doug Sermons, um, one of the Big 12 refs that's held in the highest regard and, you know, consistently calls the Big 12 title game in Kansas City. Um, you know, he's regarded as one of the best. I think he gets a lot of Black for, you know, I think he draws a lot of attention to himself for various reasons, I guess, in the past. And he also calls a ton of games. You'll see stories about how, you know, if he does miss some calls, I think people point to, you know, maybe days where he calls like weeks where he calls like six games in seven days, and people wonder if some of these refs are working too much. But he is regarded as one of the best. Yeah, crazy story down there, but yep. shouldn't come as a surprise. That is fans, and that's what happens. Uh, when fans get involved and things don't go their way, like Kentucky uh, was expecting over the weekend. Well, let's stick with some basketball here, Alex. I uh, saw last night, watched his TCU dismantle their way into the championship game of the NIT, and just like we all had before the year, TCU, the last Big 12 basketball team playing hoops here uh, in Mar- March into April. Yeah, what's really impressed me with them the last three games, and I haven't watched a ton of them, but I've watched you know bits and pieces of their last uh, few NIT games, is they've done it without Jalen Fisher, you know, their freshman, who's going to eventually be probably one of the better players in the Big 12 by the time his career is over, um, you know, when he's a senior. He's, I think, averaged 10 points and four assists this year as a true freshman. I would say hoping that they can get some reproduction from their true freshman next year, I'm sure, Window Wigginton. But they've done it without him, and they've got basically that whole – you know, roster coming back. I think this year, you know, when uh, Jamie Dixon got there, he kind of brought in his own players, started them, and then all of a sudden their starters were their bench players, and so they were pretty deep experience-wise. But they're a team that I think they were just on the bubble this year, and I think next year is probably vying for a tournament, especially if they continue to bring in some more pieces to go with what they have in their first year. I mean, Dixon kind of wins everywhere he's been, so... I'd expect them to be right back in that tournament talk next year, probably in the Big 12. Well, I will, uh, I'll stop with the subliminal thoughts. We all know what's going to happen with uh, basketball media day next year. Kansas will be the choice for the media, will be the choice for the coaches to be the preseason pick, and I think anybody that doesn't do it is just looking to do a little trolling, regardless of what Kansas brings back next year. But with that, Alex, who would you put in the number two spot? Still decisions to be made. Who's going to move uh, off to the NBA and put their name into the waters and, and transfers and all that thing that still has to happen. But as you look at it right now, who would you be your number two choice for 2017-18 in the Big 12? Yeah, that's a good question because so many teams lose so much. But, you know, West Virginia is probably 
right up there just because I think they continue to bring in players and that style, you know, has really helped them. Uh, Baylor's really interesting, but, you know, you're assuming Jonathan Motley's probably going pro, so right. that, that changes the complexion of their team because they otherwise don't really lose much. They just, you know, lose Wainwright, I think, um, basically in terms of seniors. And so they bring a lot back, but without Motley, he's kind of the piece that makes them go. Um, and, you know, I think this year when you looked at teams that were kind of over – um, rated, so to speak, in those preseason polls. Texas was right up there because of the talent that they had. They're going to have a lot of talent coming in, but they probably lose Jared Allen. And then I think Oklahoma's going to be a lot better, but I don't know if they're necessarily the number two team. But some of those teams that struggled this year, I think they're going to be much better. But there's so many unknowns because I think Oklahoma State was a team that I thought you know could be really um, good next year because they finished fifth this year after starting 0-6. And you thought maybe, you know, after their loss, you know, Juwan Evans, if he was going to come back, he got Carroll and Underwood's recruiting. Well, then Underwood leaves. Now Evans is probably going pro. Uh, I think he's announced it. I don't know if he's for sure signing an agent or not. I think he is. So basically you have Carroll coming back, but Carroll's entering the NBA draft without an agent just to see what's out there. So they go from being a team I thought was going to be pretty good next year to now a lot of unknowns. And so it's like you said, I think it's going to get to media day next year. It's going to be Kansas and everybody else again and kind of some teams trying to fight for two, three, four, five in the league again. Uh, TCU won again last night. They are now in the finals of the NIT the, against Georgia Tech. I just said that. I know you did. All I'm doing You're is repeating? I'm just recapping. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just, is the, is the Big 12 with Kansas gone? Have people forgotten then about the Big 12 already? The, okay, so TCU's made a nice run to the championship of the NIT. Nobody cares? Yeah, I think most people don't care about the NIT, especially, you know, unless you've got getting high major matchups. You know, you know TCU was playing UCF yesterday, and Georgia Tech was playing like Cal. Bakersfield. Bakersfield, yeah. So I think if you get if you get a Final Four in the NIT where it's like, TCU versus another Power Five or another high major, I think more people would be interested. But, you know, maybe the championship people will watch or Georgia Tech, TCU. But I don't think, you know, most people pay too much attention to it. But I think, you know, in recent history, except for last year, I think, was the one year in like the last 15, I think I heard them say that typically one of the teams that makes that Final Four is in the back in the tournament the next year. And you look at Georgia Tech and TCU, they were already on the fringe this year. So, I think for that reason, the, those fan bases, those conferences, you know, typically a team that makes that that final group in New York are typically teams that are going to be right back in things the next year. Well, with all this, looking forward to next season, Kansas at the top, and then I agree with you, West Virginia probably that second choice. Mm-hmm. I, I I might put TCU third. Yeah. And just how impressed they've done been in the NIT and, and through a stretch throughout January and into February and doing it here lately without Fisher. But uh, where does Iowa State, in your mind, fall into that group? What should be the expectation level, understanding that we still don't know completely what this roster is going to look like? Are we talking about a fringe NCAA tournament team, NIT kind of season? What is your expectation right now when you look at Iowa State next season? I think as of today, without knowing, you know, they've got four scholarships they got to fill, and if they got some big pieces, whether grad transfer or, you know, they're going after the top juco in the country, if they got a piece like that, then maybe their expectations go up a little bit. Not necessarily, I'm not saying uh, for sure tournament team, but I think their expectation maybe right now should be or is maybe along the lines of what Kansas State and PC were this year. And I think you could probably even, for people in state familiar, obviously with Iowa situation, all three of those teams – we're right on the bubble up to the end. Kansas State gets in. 
Iowa, we know, was just one of the last four out. TCU was just out. And so I think if they're on that line of things where they're competing for the tournament late to the season, they give themselves a chance like the Kansas State did uh, by getting a couple of win, big wins late. Maybe that's the type of situation they're in because they are going to they lose everything. Like I said, maybe before they I think they graduate like eighty percent of their minutes, like you know seventy some percent of their scoring. I mean they lose more than three fourths of every major statistical category, and so it is completely re, retooling. Um, you know Donovan Jackson's the face, but they're bringing in top fifty consensus guy like Wendell Wiggins stuff, but we don't know what those guys are going to for sure do. So I think if they can be one of those fringe teams. Um, and potentially sneak their way in, that's maybe the expectation right now because you see a conference like the Big 12 got six in this year, and if you can be in that 6-7 range in about 500 in conference, you give yourselves a chance late. And I think that's possible because you've got a team like Texas Tech that loses six players, and we don't know for sure what they will be. you got Oklahoma State who's going to lose some of their key players, a new coach. Um, I think Kansas State's still got a lot of unknowns, especially because I think D.J. Johnson's considering hanging it up for injury purposes. So you've got so many teams that I think have a lot of unknowns that, you know, if some of the dominoes fall the right way with a Wigington or you get a good forward to come in and help, maybe you can stick in that middle to second, third tier part of the conference. Are you concerned that it might all go in the dumper next season, or is there optimism? Well, I think there's some optimism from fans mostly because they've got a good recruiting class coming in. So I think most fans are realistic that, you know, it, it could take some time. You know, look at Monte Morris. I think his first year, look where he ended up. But his first year, he averaged, you know, like six, seven points a game. But I think Wigginton's going to be more than that because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more than Monte did. I mean, Monte had Melvin and Dustin Hogue and DeAndre Kane and George Yang around him. So I think people are excited for that fact. But, you know, once we find out maybe in another month the final pieces they add, I think we'll we'll know if, what kind of collection of talent they're going to have. Because I think right now you could probably pencil in Donovan Jackson, Nick Babb, Solomon Young as starters, but who's the other forward? You know, mm-hmm. they're going after Shakur, Justin uh, Hutchinson, who is regarded as one of, if not the top Juco player in the country. He's six seven averages, I know it's Juco, but 17 points, uh, 12, 13 rebounds, and four assists a game. Um, you know, he does a lot of different things that would fit really well into their system. So if you get a player like that, you know, maybe people feel a, bit more, a little bit more comfortable. But next year's kind of a stepping stone year, I think, whereas, you know, by year two of this new era, so to speak, I think people expect to be competing um, to for sure be in the tournament again. Well, speaking of year number two, getting ready for year number two for the football side of things with Matt Campbell, uh, some news late last week that was uh, a little frustrating, I'm sure, for Iowa State fans as they were getting ready to welcome in two fifth-year transfer offensive linemen, uh, half of that class out the window. Tell us the latest development there, Alex. Yeah, you know, as we saw last year, you know, graduate transfers sign financial aid agreements, but not a letter of intent, so you're not locked in with a school as a graduate transfer Um you know, the financial aid agreements, technically you could sign with five different schools and then show up at one of them. You're not locked <laughs> in until you enroll. So, right. you know, that happened last year with Tyler Catalina from uh, Rhode Island, had committed to Iowa State and signed a financial aid agreement in December, uh, ended up going to Georgia. And it kind of happened again here. They got two graduate transfers um, right around signing day, one of them David Dawson, an offensive lineman from Michigan, mm-hmm. and then the other, uh, Khalil Rogers, an offensive lineman from USC now. Dawson, I asked, he said he's completely solid. But like you said, Rogers flipped from Iowa State to North Carolina. And um, he's originally from Delaware 
it's a it's a less than an hour flight from North Carolina to Delaware. He's got a kid, and so I think this one was a little bit different than the Tyler Catalina situation. It was more of North Carolina convinced him, and I think he also convinced himself that it was better to be closer to his family, especially with his child. So it's a tough blow for them because they wanted to bring both of them in. Obviously, I think the one silver lining for the Iowa State is. Um, Julian Jones has shifted back already from right tackle to center, and that's kind of probably where Rodgers might have been. So, you know, right now I think it's really the guards that are the question marks. Um, you got a young guy at left tackle in Sean Foster, who's going to be a redshirt freshman, uh, but he was a friend, he was a four star out of high school, and they really liked his development and size. You got Jake Campos at right tackle, Julian Jones at center, and he was at center all last spring as well before they got Brian Bobeck. And then you got to figure out those guard spots, but you still got. David Dawson coming in, but I think obviously Khalil Rogers would have been huge for depth purposes alone. Um, but I think the one positive is that they do, and it's not something that just changed. They've liked him since last year as Julian Good Jones at center, which is where Rogers played at USC. Mm-hmm. Interesting, very interesting. Okay, what have they been doing in practice? Uh, what what snippets of information can you uh, give us from there? Well, obviously the big news, you know, last week was that Joel Laney is the number one starting Mike linebacker. Um, you know, we knew he'd made that switch, and it's kind of progressively went from day one we talked to Campbell and he said, you know, you're going to see him at linebacker, you're going to see him at quarterback, you're going to see him everywhere. So we talked to Vite, and he's like, well, the linebacker's coach Tyson Vite said, you know, he's the starting linebacker. Then the next day we talked to Jim Hoff, the quarterback's coach, and he said, was asked, you know, would he be the backup if Jacob Park got hurt? And he said, well, really, he's focusing on defense. So it's kind of – well, we build its way to he's a linebacker. And, he's, he, you know, Joel told us his goal is to be the starting middle linebacker and to take a few reps a game as that running type running back. Um, he is still doing some of that work. But really his work seems to be special packages. He's not over there, you know, doing full linebacker drills or quarterback drills anymore. So that's obviously been the big news. But um, Jake Campos is coming along back at right tackle. You know, that's kind of been a storyline, obviously. He's had the injury concerns but he's physically now finally where he should be you know he was as a redshirt freshman thrown into the fire going against all big 12 defensive ends at left tackle and now all of a sudden he's kind of you know in going into his last year physically upper body he said where he needs to be so that's been a big story and I think the one other one is kind of the defensive line you know Matt Campbell marveled the first day how they look like a big 12 defensive line you know they've got the size with guys like Matt Leo who's six seven. Uh, on the edge, and Ray Lima inside 315 pounds. They finally have size. The key there is just they're so young, but um, they're still bringing all, all that defensive line, and they finally got the talent, I think, that they can develop there. Alex, uh, yesterday was pro day for Iowa State. Uh, I know you were there and had an opportunity to see a little bit of the work being done. 33 prospects, uh, scouts, excuse me, on hand for that one. Your takeaway and uh, maybe the guy that might have a shot to get drafted late in the NFL draft coming up at the end of April. Yeah, we haven't seen an Iowa State player get drafted for a few years. I was actually talking about this yesterday. Toledo might have more active players in the NFL from Campbell than Iowa State does right now. When you look at Iowa State, they basically got you know, Coleccio, Semele, Leonard Johnson, A.J. Klein have all signed multi-million dollar deals. But, you know, really beyond that, you don't have a ton of players who are, you know, stuck in the NBA. I think, or, I'm sorry, NFL. Toledo might get two players drafted this year. So that's a positive that, you know, for Iowa State's recruiting. I think they've drafted or uh, recruited some players that could get drafted in years ahead. This year, I don't think if I have anyone in mind to get drafted, like you said, all it takes is one team to sneak into those later rounds. And I think there are a couple players who could. 
Um, Justin Thomas, just from the sheer size, he said NFL teams have told him he could sneak into the late rounds. Um, but, you know, he pulled up with an injured groin yesterday, which doesn't really help his pro day when those scouts are there. So, um, but just from sheer size, you know, he played defensive end. I obviously moved him into defensive tackle this year, and he excelled there, and I think he's got more film for teams to see. And then you got Joel Mall Wiltz at cornerback, who I think anytime you show speed, you know, sometimes NFL teams get intrigued, whether it's for a camp deal or maybe sneak into the late rounds. You're in a 4 3 6 40 unofficial, it ended up being an official time of 4 4 3. 4-4-3, which would have put him eighth best at the combine among corners, but um, he really came out late in the season too. And I think Demond Tucker is kind of the third guy. But the thing that really holds him back is he's only six foot at defensive tackle. You know, it's a reason he's under recruited, and it's probably a reason that maybe he has to go to camp rather than get drafted, just mm-hmm. because these teams are so big on measurables and stuff. And for that purpose, he's undersized in most NFL minds. Uh, having a conversation with Alex Halstead, uh, 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex, as far as uh, the Joel Lanning experiment, uh, is it still considered an, an experiment, or is it just already penciled in in stone, his job to lose? I think it's gone from, I thought it was an experiment when I first heard about it right before camp, and I thought, you know, it was kind of a trial run, but the more we talk to coaches, I don't think it's an experiment. I think at this point, it's he's the linebacker. You know, we asked Tyson Vite, the linebackers coach, would you be shocked, you know, if he's the starting linebacker on you know, September 2nd against Northern Iowa? And he said it wouldn't shock him. He doesn't think it would shock any of the defensive staff. He also told us that he's the number one linebacker and it's his job to lose. So, you know, I think it's gone from maybe the staff never even viewed that as an experiment, but it's gone from what I thought was maybe a trial run in spring to he's the guy barring injury or barring something else because it sounds like he's caught up really fast. And now it's more so the biggest learning adjustment from him is at quarterback, he was controlling the tempo. You know, he was controlling everything. Now he's got to just go because, you know, the offense obviously controls the tempo. And so he's just got to be able to react fast. That's the biggest thing for him more so than learning schemes or getting guys in position. It sounds like. Finally, last thing for me, Alex, I'll let Jim finish up with you here. Uh, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, it'll be the three-point shootout down at the Final Four. Naz Mitru Long mm-hmm. against Peter Jock. Yeah. You know Hawkeye and Cyclone Twitter is going to be cre- going crazy for that one again. Yeah, one more Cyhawk battle uh, for the, <laughs> until the fall, I guess. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, Naz, I think, hit 98 three-pointers this year, which was best in the Big 12, hits 216 in his career, and he goes there. I've had some people tweet me wondering who would win between Naz and Matt Thomas, obviously they had to pick one of those two guys, I'm sure, to represent Iowa State if they were going to do it that way. But um, obviously both of them had good years, and Naz is one that gets the nod. And he's on. It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. You know, Iowa State's basketball season is over, but Naz obviously will you know, kind of shoot for the last time in an Iowa State uniform tomorrow night at 9. And earlier in the day at 1 p.m. on ESPNU, Linda Wigginton will be playing um, in the first round going for a national title at Oak Hill. So kind of an interesting day where fans will – watch the future potentially if they DVR it maybe uh, during the day and then at night uh, see NAS for the last time. Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Who's your pick in the final four before we let you go? Who do who you got to cutting down the nets? Uh, I think I'd go with uh, probably North Carolina. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's hard for me to say that. I think South Carolina's had a great run, but it's hard for me to see them getting past. Uh, Gonzaga, so I'd say maybe North Carolina beats Gonzaga. 
Good stuff, Alex. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk again soon. Spring football start to wrap up a little less than two weeks to go for the Cyclones. We still got plenty to get into <laughs> and throughout the summer. As always, Alex, good talking with you. Enjoy it, and uh, good luck to Naz Mitru Long. I know you'll be watching tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your week. See you, man. Take it easy. That's uh, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Good stuff. So you got Jimmy B. Jock or Naz Mitru Long, who is going to maybe not win it. No. Who's no. going to score? There are a lot score, of good shooters in there. Who's going to score better between the Hawkeye and the Cyclone? Where are you going, Jimmy B.? I'm going to take Bryce Alford. No, 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 I no, can't no, do no, that? no. I, oh, no, okay. we don't. We don't bring that puke's name. <laughs> we don't like the Alford name around here. I, oh, you don't. That's why I referenced it. Um, I'll probably take Jock. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If he gets it going, yeah, he's got. I mean, these guys I, can all uh, shoot. They can all really shoot it, right? But Jock's got a real pure st- stroke to him, and I, he's got a great looking release, mm-hmm. and and if he is really zoned in he's got a very good chance to, he does. not 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 just to between he and naz but to win absolutely yeah he really does it'll be fun though. it'll be a lot of fun i'll yeah. look forward to it yeah uh, mcdonald's all-american game going on yeah i saw oh what was it what night oh uh it tuesday no it's monday night it's only wednesday what am i talking about yeah it was monday <laughs> night hello so I had uh, Wyoming Coastal Carolina on. Sure, yeah. And it was just me and Ella hanging out. Okay. So I put her to bed right as the game was finishing up. It was kind of a blot, so it didn't yeah. really matter. But it was still on ESPNU. And I come back down, and what do I see on TV? They're replaying an old McDonald's All-American uh, slam dunk contest. Oh. Yeah, pretty cool. Shannon Brown was in it. Oh, Shannon Brown. Yeah, there was wow. yeah, a little blast from the past. Yeah. I always enjoy... I don't watch a whole lot of old games or things no, like I that anymore. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But that's one that I'll always, I'll give a few minutes to an old McDonald's All-American game, and you see guys like, oh, I thought that guy was going to be awesome, and they turned and out to be busts. Busts in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even NBA. I yeah. mean, college yeah. busts is what yeah. I'm talking You're about. You're right. So uh, it's always fun. I always enjoy that one, and that's coming up as well. So keep an eye on that one. No uh, no local ties, though. Lindell Wigginton didn't make the cut for the McDonald's mm-hmm. All-American game, but uh well, he's playing for a national championship. I think he'll probably take that trade I think off. he'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I think that'll work for him. Uh, quick break. We're coming right back. We'll open up the phone lines if you want to get in. 264-1700. Hey, I remembered the number. 264-1700. Uh, at 140, uh, Craig Edwards will be our guest. We're going to what? get into some St. Louis Cardinals. We'll be talking Cardinals with him as we continue our Midwest baseball preview today. It's the Cardinals with Craig Edwards at 140. And again, your phone calls at 264-1700. Back with more from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. 
The tech shows on this month. You know, I was thinking of looking at home security systems. Oh, cool. I'll go with you. We're looking for more home security ideas, too. That's why I called Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds? Look at this. A remote for the blinds. Yep, motorized. Okay, well, that's beyond cool. I love it. But what does it have to do with home security? Oh, they also come with a timer. The blinds and drapes open themselves in the morning, close in the evening. Oh, so it looks like somebody's home even when you're not. Exactly, and I saved a bunch of money. Sally saved a bunch of money. <laughs> but you'll take the credit. Yeah. My brother, the tech genius. <laughs> Thanks, man. Now give me that remote. Budget Blinds motorized window coverings are the ultimate in luxury, and during the Luxury Within Reach event, they're even more affordable. The more you buy, the more you save with savings up to $2,000. Hurry and call 855-BUDGET-BLINDS now before this offer ends, or go online to budgetblinds.com. Don't miss out. Call 855-BUDGET-BLINDS now. Offer good on select products at participating independently owned and operated franchises. Restrictions may apply. Ask for details. Painting is one of the easiest, least expensive ways to give your home a great new look. And Landon is here from Menards with a few basic tips on how to get the best performance out of your paint. What can you tell us about getting started? If you're using more than one gallon of the same color paint, it's a good idea to mix them together in a clean, large container. Then pour the paint back into the original containers and reseal them until ready for use. This will help to ensure color consistency between containers. Is there anything else that should be done to prepare the paint? Of course it's always important to stir the paint thoroughly before you begin applying it. And if there are any small lumps or strings in the paint, it's important to strain them out. A nylon stocking works well for this. Any tips on brushes and rollers? If you take a short break from painting, you can save time by storing them in plastic wrap or a plastic bag, or by wrapping them in aluminum foil rather than washing them. Thanks, Landon. If you have any other questions, stop into your local Menards and talk to a friendly team member. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! 
And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rate supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 121.17. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we continue to go uh, in about 10 minutes or so from right now. Uh, Craig Edwards will be our guest. We're going to get in uh, his conversation on the St. Louis Cardinals. We did Twins yesterday. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, we did Cubs. So we're going to try to hit as many as we can. Yeah, yeah. We'll do Royals. In our circle. In our circle, yeah. Royals, we'll do that. Possibly White Sox and Brewers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we'll combine them into one segment. Oh, yeah. About seven minutes with each of them. <laughs> That'd be the way to do it. Great stuff. Uh, did you did you see today what the uh, state Senate passed, uh, a resolution today? Is it uh, Mr. Wrestler's uh, Day? It is Corey Clark Recognition yes. Day. March yes. March 29th, 2017, officially. Yeah. Named as that. Of course, Corey Clark won the national championship uh, back a couple weeks ago. And uh, afterwards, flipped over assistant coach Terry Brand. That was pretty funny. Uh, went with the suplex. Speaking of suplexes, Jimmy yeah. B. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you know what? Uh, you mean Brock Lesnar, the suplex city? Well, I'm going down that road with you Ooh. before you rudely interrupted. I as didn't always. mean to. I'll shut up. Uh, do you know what this is the anniversary of? Today. It's not WrestleMania. WrestleMania three. Oh. Is why that, is that one famous, Oh, Jimmy I know B? why. Because that's when the uh, Hulkster beat Andre the Giant. That's right. Yes. Yeah, he actually picked him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre kind of jumped a little bit so he could get him up. But that's it. Yes, that was the that was the big changing of the guard in WWE. That was really big. Well, it was WWF. Well, then, then it was, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's when I watched it. Yeah. When I was a child. Yes. Not like you. I'm, I'm still a child. No, you're not. You're an old man. I have childlike tendencies. Well, that is true. <laughs> Outside of the drinking. <laughs> How, why do you still watch it, though? Honestly. Uh, because I, I watch it from time to time. Not all the time, but time to time. A, when there's nothing else on. B, it's... Stop making excuses. Answer the no, question. No, no, no. It's, it's mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to think of anything. You don't have to be locked into anything. And you just sit there and you're amused with what they do sometimes. The greatest entrance of all time, of all wrestling time. I hope you're not going to woo again. No, is The Undertaker. Uh, good music. It's the greatest. That's back in my era. It's the greatest. He's still wrestling. He's wrestling yeah. at this WrestleMania. He's like 50. Doesn't he, isn't he like undefeated or something? No, he finally, Lesnar beat him. Oh, okay. So he's like 21 and 1. Gotcha. Okay, at, all, at WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. So they had to come up, they contrived something to break New story the storyline. Yeah, exactly. My favorite entrance, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior? He was my oh, When he would come running down yep. there? Shaking the ropes, yeah. going crazy. Oh, I know. Yep, that, that was that my That was era. big for you? 
Yeah, but then uh, I, well, I discovered, went through puberty, discovered girls, and <laughs> realized maybe wrestling wasn't the best wasn't way the to be- devote my time. <laughs> Jim Brinson, though, folks, it's just he's still rocking and rolling. There's just, uh, it's just mindless goo, it, uh, and that's what it is. I will tell you, and the announcers aren't even close to Gorilla Jim, Monsoon, Gr- Gorilla Monsoon, or Jim Ross. It's not even Jim Ross isn't there anymore. No, God, he's long gone. How would I know? Well, okay, I just told you. No, he's been gone for years. Years, huh? Yeah. Fear, but I've heard of that. Gorilla Monsoon. Where's he at? Uh, he's Oklahoma, still around. Oklahoma. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's a big uh, Sooner fan. Yeah. Uh, but Gorilla Monsoon, he had one of the greatest lines ever. And I would, and, and back then, because they were really funny, you could steal lines from them and use them in different circumstances. But Gorilla Monsoon's favorite line was, he's a fountain of misinformation. I always like that one. That's you. <laughs> that is you to a T. No wonder you like it so much. I always like that. We're going to get off this convoluted crap that's, that that's, is that's fake true. wrestling, and we're going to get back into real sports. Fun, though. Coming up on the other side. That's what Jimmy B says. How big a crowd they will have. An unbelievable crowd for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They had 100,000 people. And one billion people in China don't care. Oh, I know they don't. <laughs> so. Well, if they could get it, if, if, the, if the government would let them watch it on the web, they'd, they'd be entertained. Crowd size does not determine to me what makes it. I, I get you. It I is know. scripted male it soap is. operas. It is. That's, what, that's it is. what it is. That's what it is. I'm okay with it. So stop trying to call you, it sports entertainment. I, that, well, that's what they term it. Right. So... No, look, you and I both know that the greatest reality show on television is sports. Real sports. Real sports. Not yes. scripted sports. No, real sports. Though the, uh, the NFL will lead you to believe that you uh, add gambling. Yeah. It's, it's all so, going to be scripted. All be, yeah. we got to move past that. I, I, I agree. Get Goodell and, on and the phone for me. I Give him a call. I got him on speed I know dial. you got that Rolodex over there. I do. You got everybody. So here's one thing that I heard driving here today. Some Yahoo called in on a show and said, well, when the Raiders play there, they should make it so that the players can't go to the casinos during the regular season. What? What's that got to do? These are grown men. (laughs) And you're going to say, "Uh, boys, uh, you can't go in the casino while the season's in progress. Referees can't. Well, that's because of Donahue. That goes back. Referees they can't. Got, yeah, they've got. They Maybe have it's a not history. such a crazy idea. I don't see how they could police that. And then, how do they police what, it with the refs? What, what are they going to? They're, they're going to go. They're going to show up in disguises. So can refs. And then, if they get caught, what do you do? Suspend them for yes, a game? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, the sanctity of the game, Jimmy B. Oh. Boy. At least that's what people lead you. Yeah, to exactly. We're coming right back. We're going to shift gears. Go to baseball. Uh, right here, the Big Talker, seventeen hundred. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Trey Cotton here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Kevin Kugler with an NCAA tournament spotlight on the Oregon Ducks. As a three seed out of the Midwest, junior forward Jordan Bell and the Ducks knocked off top-seeded Kansas to earn Oregon's first Final Four trip since 1939. In Saturday's semifinal game, the Ducks will take on the lone perennial power left, North Carolina. To make sure you don't miss any of the action, tune in to Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the NCAA Final Four right here. State Farm knows that life is like college basketball. Having the right combination can make all the difference. Driving to the rim and singing fight songs? Fight! 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 With all your might! Fight! Fight! Good combination. Driving to the mall and singing fight songs? Shop! 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 Until we drop! Drop! Dad! And I will stop, stop, stop. Bad combination. At State Farm, we know the power of a good combination. Talk to an agent for help combining your home and auto into a plan that's right for you. State Farm, here to help life go right. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the four for four for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, howler monkeys should not be able to be heard from three miles away. Here to comment, a howler monkey. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. Indeed, that's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Anything else, howler monkey? I'm not allowed in libraries. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at RelaxDesMoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back here on a Wednesday. We continue our Midwest Baseball Preview. We've hit the Cubs, we've hit the Twins, and Mm -hmm. now... It is time to hit St. Louis Cardinals. Craig Edwards joins us, SP Nation, the St. Louis site. Viva Alberto as he joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Craig, good to talk to you again. What's going on? Oh, you know, uh, getting ready for the season. Uh, it's been a long winter, I feel like, but we're only a few days away. All right, you've got to answer this for me. How did you come up with the site Viva Alberto's? Because I like it. You know what? I can't take credit for that one. Uh, Larry Borowski founded the site, you know, about a dozen years ago, actually, and uh, it was a play on uh, the Cardinals' uh, nickname from 1967, the, the championship team they had, uh, Orlando Cepeda, um, who was uh, a really good player for, for the Cardinals then, uh, coined the phrase Albertos, and uh, Viva Alberto stuck, and that's uh, so the, the name of the blog is, is a tribute to, to that team. There you go. So there it is, Jimmy B. Now you know mm, Viva see? Albertos. You know the background to it. Well, uh, Craig, let's jump into this squad as we uh, look up at St. Louis this year. It, it appears on the surface that everybody, again, in uh, year number two for the Cubs, are going to be chasing Chicago. As you look at that roster, what's in front of them for the Cardinals? What's the hope in terms of the division race? Because looking for it from afar without a, a horse in the race, this looks like to be the Cubs' division to win and more likely win it by double digits again. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that uh, the Cardinals are, are in a spot where if they're going to win the division, um, you know, things are going to go right for them and things would have to go wrong for the Cubs. Even if everything goes right for the Cardinals, uh, they're not necessarily going to win the division. They would need some help from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But I think that if the Cardinals are, are going to do it, uh, They'll, they'll sort of need the, the offense to continue from, from last season, but they're going to need a lot better pitching, a lot better defense, uh, and uh, the, the fundamentals that sort of uh, betrayed them a bit last year are going to need to come into focus for this season. For years and years and years through the 2000s, St. Louis has dominated the division, has made the playoffs, has won World Series titles. All of a sudden, Pretty much out of nowhere, the entire scenario gets flipped, and the lowly Cubs are now the top team in the vision. How does that sit with Cardinal fans? Uh, you know, it it doesn't sit very well. You know, over the last two decades, the Cardinals uh, have, have always been sort of a uh, top dog in the Central. It seems like every few years there's been a different challenger, you know, whether it was the Astros and they're still in the division, or the Reds, or, you know, the Pirates, or the Brewers or the Cubs for a few years. It always seemed like there was some sort of challenger, but the Cardinals uh, were able to, you know, maybe after a down year or two, get back on top. And this feels a little bit different. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like the Cubs are going to be good for uh, a year or two and then seed things back to the Cardinals. Uh, it seems like the Cubs are, are in a very good position for the long haul, and I think that right now the Cardinals are, are just trying to, to keep pace, and they're trying to set themselves up to, to continue a run because it, it really is hard to, to compete year in and year out with a competitive team. You see a team like the Cubs who, you know, they – you know, they, they sort of tanked it for a few years there, and that's something that the Cardinals, you know, you know, for better or for worse, and mostly for better, haven't really had the opportunity to do. The Cardinals uh, today, some comments that didn't make the front office very happy, including GM John Mazoliak. As Colton Wong, there was talk of him being a possible platoon situation with him and Jed Jerko, who showed a lot of pop last year in his uh, move over from the Padres. Colton Wong didn't take too kindly to that one. He's struggling this spring as well. These are not things we normally see from the Cardinals. Colton Wong, your thoughts on his comments and the possibility of maybe even making a move there? You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's never good to see a player sort of, uh, you know, vent his frustrations, and then it shows maybe a little bit of discord in, in the Cardinals clubhouse. I think that he does have a, a little bit of, of reason to be upset. It seemed like he was blindsided by the comments. You know, a platoon isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world for him or for the Cardinals, but it, it seems like that sort of uh, surprised him because all off season he was told he was going to be the starter, and in this spring, he, he went in uh, thinking that, that he sort of had the job and uh, he took uh, a lot of uh, called strikes early in, in the spring thinking that, you know, I've already got the job. I'm just going to work on things a little bit here. And so he was kind of surprised. And I, I think that um, he maybe didn't react in the way that, that he should have. But uh, in two of the last three years, when Colton Wong has gotten off to a slow start, Mike Matheny has been very quick to, to give him a hook, uh, maybe not uh, assessing the, the, the defensive level of, of Colton Wong, who's very good at second base and focusing mainly on the offense. So I think that um, he, there, there's a situation between Mike Matheny and Colton Wong that, that really just still hasn't resolved itself. I'm real curious about pitching, and we know Wainwright, although we understand the the injury aspect of that, but where do you see the pitching staff heading into the opening of the season, and how good will it be? Well, if we didn't know last year, the year before, that that Carlos Martinez was the the best pitcher on the Cardinals, we we certainly know it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Matheny's given him the opening day start, or actually opening night start for, for Sunday, and so he's now the top dog. I think that he's been very good the past two years. He can maybe take another step forward, which would make him you know one of the very best pitchers in the National League. After that, you know you still have Adam Wainwright who's trying to bounce back and. We don't really know for sure what, what we're going to get out of him. Uh, he's had some up-and-down results this spring, and, and we'll see if he can bring back that, some of that stability that, that he had in previous years. Lance Lynn is back from Tommy John surgery, so I think that um, you know we might see a little bit of inconsistency, but you, there's reasons to, to expect good things from him. Mike Leake is just your, your average run-of-the-mill pitcher. We know what we're going to get from him. Michael Walker is another guy that we don't know uh, with the injuries. He's pitched very well this spring, and uh, but we don't know how long he's he's going to be able to hold up because he hasn't been able to do that the past few seasons. 
in the bullpen, Seung Hung Oh, well, last year came up and, and was a, a complete surprise, I think, to everybody. A guy that came in from the Korean League, you know, a guy in his 30s. He thought, oh, maybe he'll be a useful piece. And boy, uh, he took the league by storm in the back half of last year. Can he hold up, though? Just five foot ten, age, uh, maybe a bit of a factor up to 34. Or the Cardinals feel confident knowing that they have O in the back end of the bullpen? I think they're feeling very confident. You know, he may he may not be tall, but uh, if you've seen his thighs, they're gigantic. I mean, he he generates a lot of power, a lot of force from from his delivery, and he's he throws uh, a lot of different pitches. And any count doesn't really matter. And his fastball is very heavy. It doesn't have necessarily the high velocity that you'll see from a Trevor Rosenthal. But uh, it comes on hitters a little quicker than than they might be thinking, and and he really leaves hitters confused. And and I think that there's there's not any real reason to to expect uh, too much uh, of a backslide from from what he did last season. When you have a guy like that, and you said it kind of fools hitters. When you talk about being a a heavy pitch, go into detail so people can understand what that means. Well, you know uh, if. If it's a heavy pitch, we're talking about you know sort of uh, the the spin that the the, the ball has, mm-hmm. and it, it just comes on you a little bit quicker. You know, if you see it, you hear about maybe a, a fat uh, or a flat fastball, uh, you know it's coming at you all the straight line. If it's heavier, it might be coming at you with a little bit of sink, maybe a little bit of perceived rise to where you don't have as much time to react as you think you do. And when all of the pitches look the same coming out of the hand, it's really hard to differentiate when to lay off of maybe the off-speed pitch down in the dirt and when you're actually going to get a fastball that's right down the middle. Okay. Let's go to Yadier Molina, the longtime Cardinal. Many people consider him kind of Mr. Cardinal here over the last decade or so uh, with this team. We know how good defensively and how he developed himself into a pretty good hitter along with that. Uh, possibility of a contract extension. John Heyman yesterday had a story about a possibility that they're getting closer to a deal. What do you expect to happen there? They say they want to get it done before opening day on Sunday night. Do you think that deal gets done? And, and how long of a deal do you think it'll be? Well, it seems like there's, there's a lot of momentum towards the deal right now. You know, Yachty was, was in the WBC uh, playing for Puerto Rico until just about a week ago. So it's not like he's been in Cardinals camp for, for very long. And, you know, like you said, uh, he is he is sort of the face of the franchise right now, especially since, you know, in, in 2011 after Pujols left and Matt Holliday's gone too. And, you know, him and Wainwright are, are the, the guys that are really holding things down. I, I think that, you know, three years, somewhere around $50 million is probably where they're looking at it if they can uh, reach a deal. Um, you know, there, there's some risk there on, on both sides, I think, that, if Molina has a, another really good season, you know, he might be able to get that fourth year in free agency. And, and for the Cardinals, you know, a, a guy who is in his mid-30s and plays uh, catcher, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough investment to sort of yeah. make. But uh, for Yadier Molina, it, it certainly looks like the Cardinals feel like it's worth it. Are you uh, a guy who's in or out on the World Baseball Classic after what we witnessed? Oh, I loved it. I, I think it's great. Um, you know, spring training can get a little bit monotonous, and uh, you get guys who are, you know, sort of working on things, and, and they're not necessarily playing at their peak abilities, whereas uh, you, when you get to the WBC, you get, have guys who are really competing. You know, Carlos Martinez was throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. I mean, you don't, 
you don't see that in your typical spring training outing. And, and to watch players in March play with, uh, you know, such passion, I think it's, it's fantastic exposure for those players, for uh, the countries that participate, and for the game as a whole. Well, it's going to be chasing the Cubs this year in the division, it looks like, but still uh, with the revamp in the wild card system, two wild cards out there. Is that kind of the expectation from the Cardinal fan base right now? Hey, realistically, maybe we can't catch the Cubs, but at the very least, we can be a wild card team in 2017? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, you you have maybe a stated goal of the division, but the, the realistic goal is, you know, get somewhere in that 85 to 90 win range, hopefully uh, closer to 90. Um, and that should get you into the wild card. And, you know, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. And uh, as long as they can, you know, get the ticket to the dance, I guess you'd say that uh, that's what they, they want and need to do. And that's what they failed to do just by one game last season. You know, it's uh interesting that we're having this conversation and we talked already about how it has flip-flopped so dramatically but you're absolutely right if you make the dance it's a brand new season and then you really have a chance because then you are playing in a playoff uh, as long as you're not if, if you win the wild card game of course but you are playing in a playoff scenario where you have several games to try to knock out the top team oh yeah for sure and you know if you've got carlos martinez and adam wainwright you know fronting your rotation and you have a couple guys get hot in the lineup i mean that that's that's really all it takes to you know get through a couple rounds and you know you you just you don't know what's what's going to happen once you get to the playoffs because uh, teams are so closely paired together you know over the course of the season the cubs could win 105 games the cardinals could win 90 but in a seven game series all you have to do is win four instead of three Mm -hmm. and and that that really adds uh adds a lot of drama to the playoffs well uh craig i'm sure we'll be talking a lot throughout the baseball season appreciate it as always you jumping on and as i told you when i gave you a call a little better better circumstances than the last time we called after the reyes injury (laughs) a little happier conversation (laughs) here today yeah mostly a healthy spring there you go viva alberto's Viva, Viva Alberto! Oh, geez, he's, he's getting into okay. his Elvis dance. Okay, sorry. Craig, we're going to let you go. You don't want to hear any more of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Uh, that's a lot of fun. That's uh, Craig Edwards. Viva Alberto's SB Nation on the Draft House 50 hotline. We'll take the time out here. Come back with the 2 o'clock hour NFL talk and a little college basketball to kick it off. The AP released their top rated teams mm-hmm. throughout the history of the AP poll. We'll get into that coming up on the other side here, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, 
and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Attention golfers, we've got a sweet deal for you. The 2017 Clubhouse card will be on sale Monday, April 3rd. It's your chance to play golf at some great local courses for nearly half off. That's right, golfers, nearly half off. The 2017 Clubhouse card is valued at $240, but you'll only pay $119. For just $119, you'll get 18 holes in a cart at Cedar Point Golf Course in Boone, Westwood Golf Course in Newton, Boz Landon Golf Golf Club in Pella, Jester Park Golf Course in Granger, Willow Creek Golf Course in West Des Moines, and River Valley Golf Course in Adel. Get 18 holes with a card at these great courses for just $119. The 2017 Clubhouse card, 18 holes and a card so you can practice up for your own major. Golf season officially starts next week in Augusta, and so will the Clubhouse card. But they will go fast, so get yours before they're gone. Starting Monday, April 3rd at 9 a.m. at 1700kbgg.com. Allergies, pollen in the air, dogs in the house, mold in the basement. Whatever triggers your allergy symptoms, it can really hold you back. Break through with Allegra 5-in-1 Relief. Allegra works fast, won't make you drowsy, provides 24-hour multi-symptom relief, and it's effective every day. Break through allergies with Allegra. Starts working in one hour. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. They say time is money. But at Lowe's, we know that when you're a pro, money is money. So Lowe's stocks everything a pro needs at great prices every day. And right now at Lowe's, pro customers can get up to 15% off select doors and windows. So go to Lowe's and get everything you need for the job and up to 15% off select doors and windows, which will save you time and money. Visit the Pro Desk in-store or LowesForPros.com for details. Offer valid through April 2nd. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. Welcome to Staples. Staples Guide. This year I'm preparing my own taxes. Good for you. Yep, I'm going to be accountable. Right. Well, Staples can help with storage and filing supplies, plus software like QuickBooks and TurboTax. Go on. You have my interest. And now get TurboTax for up to $10 off at Staples. Up to 10 bucks off TurboTax? That'll pay handsome returns. Right. Thanks, Staples Guy. Depreciate it. Uh-huh. The tax deadline is almost here. Hurry into Staples for up to $10 off TurboTax. Staples. Make more happen. In-store only ends 4 17 you don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation.